You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. When a church is jointed, it means that the people are members of the congregation understand that there is one vision and one mission. And collectively, that's what they are to pursue. Join it. Cooperative to the point to where we are not going to allow anything or anybody to get us off the page that we need to be on. And in order to be joined properly, you're going to have to deny yourself. You are a great person, wonderful person, beautiful person, intelligent person. But you're going to have to deny yourself. You have some good ideas. And often you will write paragraphs about your ideas that you want to share. But we're not going to need the paragraphs. Because we, we are going to be about one mission, one vision, and we're going to act according to what the Holy Spirit would have us to do. We're going to let him be out front. We're going to let him guide us into all truth. And the reason we need to be joined is because there are certain benefits that God has for people that are united. I mean, I, I, I think I'm a blessed person. You think you're a blessed person? Well, I know I'm a blessed person. Lord, I shouldn't have said I think. I know I'm a blessed person. You know you're a blessed person? But I just don't want individual benefits. I want the benefits that God has ordained for his church to have corporately. I want, I want, to, see, I want to see folks who have never received certain things receive them. I, I want to see folk that question the supernatural ability of God to see his hand 
at work. You know, biblically, the hand of God represents his power, his means, his direction. It represents God stepping in and doing what's bigger than man. And God can do that. He can do what man says can't be done. And when he does that, we can just stand back and say, you know what? God did it anyway. They said he said it couldn't be done, but God stepped in and did it anyway. He showed forth his hand. And see, the thing about God's hand, the reason we want him to have his way in the church is because he is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. So if God gets to moving in his house the way he desires, we are going to see things that's bigger than our mind. We are going to actually witness what Paul said would manifest in the church. Paul told the church, he said, he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. He'll do it. More than we ask, Paul. Yes, more than you ask. You ask for two, but he'll give you ten. You ask for four, but he'll give you four hundred. He'll do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask thing told the Philippian church that was jointed in sowing into the life of the apostle Paul my God shall supply all your need all Paul all of your need according to his riches where in glory God got money that folks don't even know about on earth according to his what riches in glory he got money here on earth that, that ain't in a bank. He got money here in, in certain places on earth that's waiting for his church. See, some of y'all look at me like, really? I didn't know that. Ms. Jackson talked in the offering about how, how God told Peter to go and catch a fish. And when he pulled up the first fish, opened up the fish mouth and some money would be in there. And just to show us we here on Sunday morning, February, is it the third? Peter went down there, caught a fish, opened up that fish mouth, and money was there. You call that the supernatural. But the only way it happened is that Peter got on the same page with Jesus. And God gave them a corporate blessing. Because Jesus told me, he said, it's going to be some money in there for you. And it's going to be some in there for me. And when you're joining, that's what happens. God will cause the supernatural to happen, not just to one person. But to all that are connected. I said not just to one person. But to all that are connected. See this is the year to well selfish folk. You ain't going to get far. Folk that believe in me, myself and I. This, this is not your year. This is not your year. This is the year where God is going to show up on a Sunday morning and pour out blessings to the point 
to where you're going to have to look in every direction to see what he's doing. This is where God is going to be corporately blessing his people throughout the week. And when we come together on Sunday morning, we're going to hear about what he did on the south side of Carrollton, on the west side of Atlanta, on the east side of Douglasville, and so forth. But it's going to take being connected adjoining. It's going to take recognizing that God is telling us to be on this page. Let's stay on this page despite what's going on on that page. Despite what they are saying over here. We're going to have to stay connected. How many are with me so far? And so Paul, he knew what God wanted for the Corinthian church. And see, the reason he knew what God wanted for the Corinthian church is, number one, he was the pastor of it. And see, Jeremiah 3 and 15 says that God will give shepherds or pastors according to his heart that will feed the congregation wealth, knowledge, and understanding. What kind of knowledge and understanding? Knowledge and understanding that comes from the written and the revealed will of God. So he was to give the church knowledge and understanding based upon the written word, but also the revealed word. Well, how do he get the revealed word? And why is the revealed word so important, Pastor Walker? Well, Amos 3 and 7 says this. Surely, well, matter of fact, we're going to read it. Let's go to Amos 3 and 7. Y'all stay with me. I'm almost done. Y'all just stay with me. Y'all stay with me now. Now, if you've never been to Amos, go to your table of contents. So you won't fake it while I'm reading. Okay, Amos 3 and 7. Y'all ready? And if you're not there yet, well, I hear some pages turning. Let me know when you get there by saying I'm there. All right. Anybody else? You almost there? All right. All right. Well, you're going to have to catch up now. <laughs> Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God does what? Nothing. Not one thing. Not what? Nothing. Unless he reveals his secret or his plan to his servants, who? The prophets. And when it comes to the church, the pastor is the house prophet. So God reveals things. And so he had revealed to the apostle Paul that, look, I want them to be joining. I want them to be joining. And see, he, he wanted them to be joining basically the same reason he wants us to be joining. So he can do for us what he desires. So he can not only send forth his benefits to one person, but he can send his benefits to everyone that's connected. 
if me and you are side by side and somebody turn on the water hose and, and the water come our way, both of us going to get wet. Both of us going to get wet. You hear me? If we, if we connected blessings hit me, oh, they going to hit you. Only thing I ask is don't, don't get crazy. Because you know how you be, you be with somebody, you're getting wet, and somebody all of a sudden, they, they run from the water. Now, stay right here. Let's get wet together. When you see God starting to bless folk, don't, don't get to thinking, well, that's good for them. No, that's a sign. What kind of sign? If he did it for him or her, he going to do it for me. That needs to be your sign. But see, the only way you're going to receive and believe that is that you are connected. You're joined with your brothers and sisters. And so he wanted them joined. And, and, but, but he knew that he was going to have to just be point blank with them. You know, and, and sometimes when it comes to church, you got to be point blank. And, and when you're point blank, uh, your, stoves, your toes get stepped on. You know, teaching comes that calls you to look at yourself. And, make, and you have to make a choice whether to obey God or stay in your mess. When God steps on your toes, according to the word of God, it's for your good. He don't just chastise you just to chastise you. No, the Bible is clear. When writers in the Old and the New Testament reveal those whom God loves, he chastens and rebukes. But then it goes so far to say, if he does not chasten you, you're illegitimate. The King James says you're a bastard. In other words, God ain't got no dealing with you. So sometimes we, we get upset because I told you, you better be happy. Because if God ever stopped dealing with you, that means Ichabog on your forehead. Spirit of God has left. He is no longer dealing with you. I don't ever want that to happen. You? And so he, he says to the Corinthian church here in 1 Corinthians 1 and 10, he, he said, I plead with you. To plead means to be earnest as well as to let whoever you're talking to know that this is an urgent matter. I'm sincere with you, but, but this is something I need you not to be thinking about. I need you to go ahead and do it. This ain't one of them things when folks say, hey, I need you to do such a where you can say, hey, give me two weeks and get back with me. Now, he, he, this is something he wanted them to do right away. And something we need to be in a hurry about, especially when, when benefits are involved. I don't want you ways that come back in three months, Pastor, let me think about it. No. I don't want to miss three months of corporate blessings. 
if God is pouring out corporate blessings now, I want them to happen now. And so again, he says, I plead with you, brethren, a church, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak, here go the first thing, the same thing. Talk the same thing. Talk the same thing. What should we talk? Simple. The written and revealed word of God. Even when you're tempted to say something else, shut your mouth. Shut my mouth. I'm a grown man. I know it. I know you're grown. I ain't trying to insult you, but shut your mouth. Why? Because Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life. Well, in the power of the tongue. And see, we're talking about a corporate blessing. You, you can say something out your mouth that could affect me. Or your brothers and sisters. Speak the same thing. If I'm saying God is doing according to what he promised, that's what you speak. Don't just speak it because I'm speaking it. Speak it because of scripture like 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, which says all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. See, we're going to speak the promise simply because the word tells us to speak the promise. It's bigger than Walker. It's the word. And, and so we're going to speak the same thing again. We, we have to know what to speak. And because God is in charge, we're going to speak the written and reveal word of God. We know the written, and I just showed you why the reveal is so important. Because the Lord will do nothing unless he reveal his secret of plan to his servants, the prophet. But is the reveal always going to be in line with the written? Yes, because God is not going to change. Why is he not going to change? Malachi 3 and 6, he's the same. He is the same. No, y'all going to Hebrews 13 and 8, they don't say he's the same. In Malachi 3 and 6, it just says in Malachi 3 and 6, God changes what? Now, now Hebrews 13 and 8 says Jesus Christ the same. But God does not change. He does not change. He does not change. And so we got to speak the same thing. And, and, and you got you to be careful because it can be simple. I, I can, just like I could ask uh, Brad one day. How you doing, Brad? Oh, man. Yeah. Whoa. It ain't good, Pastor. See, he done already messed up. Because he's speaking based upon his what? Feelings. Not based upon what? The word. See, when you're going through trouble, the Bible says count it all what? So if I'm counting it all joy, my words are going to reflect. What's going on in my mind or my heart. Despite how I feel. I'm still going to talk positive. I'm still going to talk the word. 
And, and that's Bible. That's Bible. When, uh, when, when the uh, Roman son in the Old Testament, in the book of Kings, had, had died, the prophet asked, how are you? Hey, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. Even though her son was dead, she was still talking um, well. Why is that important? Because she knew that even though it was a time of death, she didn't need to be speaking death. And see, we have to realize that even though, even though we're in the valley of the shadow of death, like David was in Psalm 23, we still got to say things like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He prepares a table before me well in the presence of my enemies. He anointeth my head with oil. My cup surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. How long? All the days of my life. You got to talk it even though you're going through a rough time. James understood it and said in James 1 to folk that had lost basically everything counted all joy. Shout it out. Matter of fact, look at somebody and tell them, I don't know what you're going through. But I just got one question. Are you giving God Judah in the midst of your trouble? Whew, are you giving God some praise in the midst of your trouble? Are you turning in victory even though you're staring defeat in the face? Defeat ain't seven inches away from you. Defeat is right up in your face. But you still got to let defeat know the victory is mine. I'm coming out of this the same way I came out of that because God is still with me. So he wanted them to speak the same. And get this. Oh, Lord, let me hurry. He, can, he goes on to say this right here. And that there be no division or schism among you. I, I love to talk about Matthew 12 and 25. When Jesus himself said, when a house is divided, it is first brought into desolation. One meaning of desolation is a state of unhappiness. Man, I like being happy. Even, even when I'm going through trials, I, I don't learn how to make myself happy. You hear me? I said, I don't learn how to make myself happy. I do not want to be in a state of desolation. I don't, I don't want to be in a church full of folk that feel sorry for themselves. I, I, I don't want to be around folk that love pity parties. What's going on? Whoa with me, Pastor. Well, you need to you need to change that woe into a well is me. Woe with me. Well is me. Desolation is unhappiness. We got a whole lot to be happy for. If you ain't got a dime in your pocket, you still got a reason to be happy. If you lost everything yesterday, you still got a reason to be happy. You are blood washed 
of God and that's enough to leap about. That's enough to dance about. That's enough to turn in victory about. It does not matter what your state is. You have a reason to be happy because you are not in hell. Because see, God can change your empty pockets. God can restore everything that you done lost. But if you in hell, you done. If I ain't got a dime in my pocket, I know I'm going to have some money. I'm a tithe. I give God his money. He done already told me that if I give him his tithe, he's going to open up the window of heaven, pour me out a blessing. Say to your neighbor, we don't need to be unhappy. All right, y'all sit down. Don't need to be unhappy. Oh, no, never. And, and you have these folk be like, you know, I know pastor don't like us being unhappy. But girl, I tell you, I'm just really going. You better start looking. You better start looking and know that it could be worse. As long as you're not in hell, you should be happy. It's always something to be happy about. Lord, ain't nothing in the refrigerator. Yeah, but, yeah, but at least you can go over to your mama's and eat. <laughs> be happy about that. We ain't got nothing in the refrigerator, but mama, but mama got a buffet going on over there. Let's go. <laughs> you always have something you can be happy about. My business ain't doing good, but it's still open. You still living. You ain't missing no meals. You may not have all the money you want in your pocket, but you have got a little something you can rally. You got a little something that you can unfold. And the season we in, any minute now, God could drop it on your good measure, press down, Say to your neighbor, you better be happy. Because God could drop something on you any moment. He could cause a good measure to press down the shaker together and the running over to come your way any second. All right, y'all sit down. Listen to this. But that you be perfectly See, perfectly means completely. That you be completely joined together. In other words, he don't want them to be playing. Don't be playing. Don't be, don't be acting like you connecting and you know you're not connecting. Don't be, don't be playing. Get to church and, and, and try to act like you connected. Because it's Sunday. No, don't, don't be playing. Don't be Perfectly what? Don't play with it. 
gonna sing like you connected. No, you gotta do more than sing, baby. When it's time to do certain things, do what is required. Be on the same page. When, when it's time to think the same thing, be on the same page. Be perfectly joined together. Do not play with it. Again, goes, goes this bigger than you. Unless you're really selfish to the point where you don't want to see your brothers and sisters blessed. You know, you, you, you can't even really be Christian you like that. Oh, Lord, now you want scripture. Okay, I'm going to get you scripture. Jesus said, people would know his disciples. Why? Because they would have love one toward the other. You're going to be able to see it. They're going to know you're real because they're they going to see you loving each other. Not the affectionate thing. He, he, not, he wasn't talking about that. I mean, you, we have to be affectionate to each other, hugging and, and just shaking hands and so forth. But he was talking more so about commitment. Being committed to what's best for your brothers and your sisters. Because, see... Infatuation is affection. Yes, it is. And you know infatuation. You can be on a little merry-go-round for about three months. Then all of a sudden it stopped. What happened? Well, it stopped. So you don't feel like, no, I, I, I guess it wasn't real. But see, love, real love is commitment. It says even when times get tough, you're still going to do the right thing. I want you to be perfectly joined in mind. I want you thinking the same thing. What do we need to be thinking? We need to be thinking what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God? Bottom line, we need to be thinking about the written and revealed word of God. Now, what I just quoted was Romans 12 and 2, which says this. Be transformed. Transform means to be completely changed. In order to prove or know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. See, uh, until you are completely changed, you're not going to walk in the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You got to be changed. You can't be selfish and walk in God's will. You got to be changed. You can't think like your kinfolk and walk in God's will. You got to be completely changed. You, you, you got to go through the thing where, where your kinfolk say, you think you better than us. No, I don't think I'm better. I just unchanged my mindset. 
Because you can't think like some of your broke, poor mouthing, kinfolk, and receive what God has for you. That man just put down my kinfolk. Now I just told the truth about all of our kinfolk. I don't care who you are. You got some person you kin to that you know pole mouth all the time. My family is educated. I don't care. You got somebody in your family. Paint the picture if you want. Paint a picture you want everybody to believe. But everybody in here, you got at least one. It may be a third cousin. You got to change your mind when it comes to thinking. I, I, I never forget when, when I was looking at a situation and uh, based upon my mind, I was just like, man, it just look, this ain't going to work out. And man, the Holy Spirit talked to me in, in the midst of me thinking like that and said, do you not know that I am God? And I have the final say. Man, when he said those words and, and, and within 72 hours, what I was thinking could never happen. God changed it completely. But what he did in that moment is let me know that my thinking is inferior to his omniscience. God knows everything. Anybody in here know everything? There's only one that knows everything and that's God. So, so when God tells you something going to work out a certain way, just accept it. Learn like me, just, just accept it. Because our mind is, is just not that vast. We can't think like God thinks to the degree that he thinks. Why? Again, because he is all-knowing. He knows everything. Y'all hear me? You agree? And so we have to be to the point where we, we, we have the same Mind. Amen? Amen. And so that's how we walk. We walk accordingly. We, we are perfectly joined together because we are the same in mind and judgment. And say to your neighbor, and that's what God wants. And I'm done. That's what he wants. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, 
Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.